wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. Give me a full ballerina skirt and a hint of saloon and I'm on board. Mm. I can't go back. Welcome to the She Became Visible podcast. I'm your host, Renee Steelman. This podcast is my story. It's your story. It's our story. It's all the stories of all the women who one day knew that it was time to remember who they were, who they are, and stand up and be seen. Hello, welcome. Welcome to She Became Visible. Happy New Year. It is 2024 and it's January 7th. That means how many of you have already fallen off the wagon? You started January 1st. I know you did. You said you were going to cut out sugar. You were going to start walking. You were going to start eating more red meat and less carbs or whatever program you thought you were going to get on. And it's January 7th. It's Sunday. What did you do yesterday? That's the question of the day. So I am here to talk about fitness today. That's right. We're not going to talk about anti-Mormon. We're not going to talk about any religion except the religion of fitness. Okay. That's the religion we're going to talk about today. And I have brought on one of the most amazing people you will ever, you will be astonished. I saw her, I met her through social media. That's why I get so defensive of people who are not fans of social media because I have met so many wonderful people and they are inspiring, they have knowledge, they share their knowledge and there's a community out there. And so whatever stage of deconstruction you're going through, there is a community out there and you can find it on social media. Now, I'm not saying there's no wackos out there because there are, but, but there are more fabulous people than wackos. So let me just introduce you to my guest today. So you are not going to believe this woman is over 70. Now, there is a stigma out there. I mean, I watch enough television to see the commercials, especially, I don't know about you, but on Sunday mornings, on any of the mornings, the morning Sunday shows, all of the advertisements are geared towards a demographic of old, decrepit people. They are drugs. They are hospital care. They are assisted living. And a lot of times they start out by saying, if you are 65 and above, and it's like um, the people that I know that are 65 and above are hiking today. So it's just, in, it's so interesting to see how the world perceives boomers and people over the age of 60. And that's not reality. And I'm going to show you today why that isn't reality. So first of all, I have to just tell you, this is... I had a chance to meet Renee in, per in person, but it was a cuckoo situation. And it was the first fitness competition that I had done. And <laughs> this is a picture of the professional makeup job that I had done at this competition. I could not believe, I walked out of there, I walked back to my hotel, I called the airline, I changed my flight, I flew home. That was the last straw. This is the makeup that I had done at um, an earlier competition. And this was what professional makeup is supposed to look like. And this is um, what I look like with a very intense tan. That spray tanning thing, we'll talk about this with Renee, but when you get spray tanned for a fitness competition, it's a look that you will probably um, never experience, I guess, unless you're doing a bodybuilding competition. But it's like stage makeup. You have to look like that because of the lights and everything that you're doing on stage. So we're going to talk about all that with Renee. So, and I love that her name is Renee. But this is a group of women that I met at that competition. 
And a lot of these women were over the age of 60. And this is what I'm talking about. I met these women at a competition that I found out about through social media. And now I'm following them on Instagram. And one of them, I believe this young lady right here, it lives in Arizona and I got to find her again. Um, but you meet friends, you meet people, you meet your community. And, and I absolutely love it. I didn't get a chance to talk with Renee at this competition because she was a team leader and she had other women that she was in charge of. But this is what she looked like in September of 2023. She had just completed a competition. She had just gotten her pro card. She is 71. Isn't that amazing? So, yeah. This is what she says. Let's see if I can, I don't know if I can make this bigger or not. Let me see if I can make this bigger so I can read it. Oh, come back. Where'd you go? No, what happened? Go away. All right. Okay. Well, that's not going to get bigger. Anyway, um, I'll just let her because I don't have my glasses on, so I can't read it. Uh, so I'm going to just let her tell her story. But this is a picture of her on stage. And you can see the tan that she's got, but you see, you have to have that tan so that you can see the definition in your body. And um, she moves like you're, you would just be so amazed at how this woman moves. You would never guess that she was 71. So I'm going to stop talking and bring Renee on and let her introduce herself and talk more about how she got in to the fitness world and the whole idea of putting on a sparkly bikini at the age of, I think she was, oh, I'll let her, she was in her late 60s when she first started competing. But there's not a lot of 60-something-year-olds that would be willing to do that. So I'm going to let her tell her story. So welcome, Renee. Hey there, Renee. Thank yeah. you for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate it. You know um, what's funny? I have met when I was going through high school and my whole childhood, I was the only Renee that I knew. There were a lot of people that had Renee as a middle name, but not a lot of people that had Renee as a first name. And I got into this, this competition bodybuilding world. You are the first Renee, and I've met two other Renees since then. <laughs> really awesome. Well, I think it's a great name, and uh, it means reborn. I think it's French, and it means reborn. And I love my name, and I love your name, too. So, uh, yeah. I think there back then it was really not a, a very well-known name whenever we were born, you know, yeah. and uh, I think it's becoming more popular, but whatever. I, I love it. And, and I love you and I love everything you just said. I mean, it's like, you're, uh, you're just too kind. And I, I really appreciate being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm, I'm excited to sort of spread the word about fitness at any age. You're, you're never too late to get fit. That's what I like to say. Exactly, exactly. And I love your story because it's not, I mean, you have um, you have physical issues that would stop a lot of other people from even starting a fitness program. And so tell us a little bit about your journey. Um, and I and I really like to understand um like, were you always an athlete? Were you always involved in some kind of athletic? And so this was just a <clears throat> crossover. Or what was the beginning of you deciding that you were going to take charge of your body? Okay, that's good questions. Um, well, I would say uh, in high school, you know, I was a cheerleader. I didn't do any other sports. Uh, so I was active. Um, but um, as I got a little older and in my 20s, I tried to stay active just with, you know, your general fitness things. I mean, you know, all the different aerobic classes and things like that. And I was a member of a gym, but I didn't go consistently. Uh, but I had fitness in mind, you know, in my 20s and my 30s. So it was on my mind. I didn't do anything specific constantly um, until uh, I was in my probably my early 30s and I started running and I was running six miles every morning. And uh, that was really the most consistent fitness thing I was doing. The weightlifting and all that, I did that sporadically. Um, but I knew it was important. I knew fitness and nutrition, that was going to make the difference in my life and in extending my life. And, and I knew that I always felt good when I, when I worked out. Um, so time went on and as time went on, I, uh, developed uh, some really challenging back issues that I, uh, that really hampered my, my fitness program or just my general quality of life. Um, but I was running, you know, six miles every morning. Uh, I got pregnant. Uh, I was about 33 by then. 
And um, I, um, after my son was born, uh, okay, how old was I? Yeah, 34, something like that. Anyway, after Garrett was born, I got running again and I could get up to two miles of running. And then my lower back was just excruciating pain. I couldn't get past two miles. And I went to the doctor, you know, the orthopedic doctor, and he said, you've got some serious back issues. You need to stop running, blah, 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 blah. And of course, anybody who runs or does anything like that, you know, you get these endorphins. So I was really heartbroken whenever I was told that I couldn't run anymore. So, um, so what I did was I just sort of did a workaround for years, just doing what I could. Um, nothing specific. I was walking. I changed to being walker. Walker helps, you know, walking's good. Um, but that's about all I was doing walking and I would go to some fitness classes and this went on for years and years. And, you know, my son was born. I was, I became a single mom. I had a small business, which I still have today. So I was running that business, taking care of my kid and, uh, still trying to get my fitness in. So I was juggling lots of things, but you know, if you're determined, I knew this is what I needed to do. I needed to be healthy for my son and everything else. And so I just kept struggling on and dealt with my lower back pain. But so when I get got to be 58, okay, so a long time span, you know, over 20 years of dealing with this lower back stuff. And I tried all sorts of methods to try to cure it, improve it. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of things. Uh, finally, at, at 58 years old, I, uh, I went to a neurosurgeon and I had a lower uh, lumbar fusion. Uh, a TLIF is what it's called. Uh, mm. I was diagnosed. I was diagnosed with a spondylolisthesis. That was really my diagnosis, mm. and I I was to a point where I could barely walk. Uh, I was trying to figure out how can I run my business, and you know, being a wheelchair. I mean, I was I was um, uh, finding crafts that I could do while I was sitting down. You know, just all these things. How am I going to survive? But luckily, I found this surgeon. He gave me the surgery, and it really just changed my life, Renee. It was wow. like. He said, um, okay, you do your rehab and then you get on with your life. And the only things he didn't want me to do was run. Mm -hmm. And he didn't want me to try to touch my toes or do yoga. He felt like that might pull that fusion out. Oh. It's just a, two small incisions in my lower back. So those were my only restrictions. And he said, you know, do whatever else. And so I, um, I took his advice. I got all my rehab done and I'm, I'm getting close to 60 and I'm thinking, okay, well, Hey, uh, I'm getting older now for real. Uh, I, I can't <laughs> fool around. There's no extra time here. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so my, my journey, basically what I did was I went to a, a doctor and I got on hormone replacement therapy. So this doctor specializes in it. Uh, these guys are at Baylor College of Medicine, you know, the, some of the best doctors in the world. That's their specialty. And um, so I got on hormone replacement therapy at 60. And that doctor introduced me to my trainer, Dustin Jackson. He said, Renee, that's your next pillar of health is to get into regular physical fitness and weight training. So he introduced me to Dustin, um, who happened to be really close to where I live. And um, he is He's got his credentials in so many things. He knows how to train people with injuries. He, you know, he worked with the Texans. He's, he's got all kinds of credentials. So it was just like meant to be, you know, the, the universe, God was looking down on me. And, uh, and so I started training with Dustin. That was a, over 11 years ago. And uh, that's really, that surgery was really the beginning of the rest of my best life. That's like, I like to say, it was the, it was the trigger that really made everything better for me. So sometimes you think the worst things are happening. Uh, they turn out to be some of the best things. So you've mm -hmm. got to look at that silver lining. So I'm just so grateful that happened. And that's where my fitness journey began is with my weight training with Dustin when I was about 60 years old and wow. uh, continuing today. See, what I love about that is a, that's a rare doctor that's going to tell you about getting fit through exercise and nutrition. That does not happen very often. So congratulations to that doctor. That's amazing. Yes, I know. I'm and, so fortunate. Yes. And then the other thing is the hormone replacement. We'll, let's talk a little bit about that because I know that there's a lot of information out there that is bogus, that is that is erroneous and, and gives women the idea that if they do hormone replacement, that they're putting their, 
their bodies in danger of breast cancer and things like that. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of studies that have proven that those, those things that were going on in the late eighties and the nineties where women were taken off all hormone replacement because of the fear of breast cancer, those have been debunked. And um, it's just amazing how much damage these reports or studies can do, but thank heavens you found a fabulous doctor. And then the fact that that surgery led you into a fitness program that is sustainable, know. you know, versus a doctor that said, you know, you've had lumbar fusion, take it easy. Don't too much. Don't, don't be too active. You might want to take up crochet or, or embroidery mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. instead you had a doctor that said, all right, this is the very beginning. You're going to get going now. And this is going to be the best part of your life. I want to send that doctor flowers right now. I mean, I that's know, he's amazing. Awesome. Very <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. And then you, have you been with Dustin this entire time? Yes. Still till today. He is still my trainer and uh, he is so awesome. He's just, he knows how to treat people. Uh, I've never had any injuries with him. I mean, that's another awesome thing. He, yeah. uh, if I have a little acre, he'll, he'll readjust what we're going to do. And uh, so I have been just so fortunate. Now he's too busy to take any new people, by yeah. the way. Of uh, course. Yeah. But he, he, he's got another whole thing that he does. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that was just great uh, that, that I ran into him in that situation because that really was a turning point for me. And yeah. I knew, I knew like once I had that surgery, I wanted to be strong and fit. I, in fact, my grandbaby was born while I was still in recovery in the hospital. And she came like five months early, you know, so Aww. excuse me, five, five weeks early, five yeah. weeks early. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I had planned on being there for her birth, but anyway, I didn't quite get that surgery quick enough, but at any rate, I knew that I wanted to be strong and healthy. I wanted to do stuff with my grandkids. I want to keep dancing. I love to dance. I love to travel and I want to keep living my life. I didn't want this thing that happened to me to be the end, you know, and yeah. it's an attitude thing too, as you know, Renee, it's all about your attitude yeah. and, uh, and thinking positive and thinking, you know, looking at the glass half full situation. And yeah, so mm -hmm. Dustin really has been a blessing to me and uh, we're still training to today together and he's fantastic. So I'm very fortunate. It's not something that everybody gets too, yeah. but yeah. there are some good online trainers. If you know what you're looking for, it really yeah. depends on your goals. You know, you don't, and you don't have to compete. I never thought I was going to compete. That was never in, in the, in, in my thoughts at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. there's a story to that too. So yeah. anyway. Well, you know, and the, this is what I, I also like about your story is, you know, I think it's, I think it's a, um, I don't want to, I don't want to make people think that, you know, the only reason you should do strength training is because, um, uh, longevity. That's, that's a major reason. I would say that's the, mm -hmm. that's the top of the list is why am I going to mm -hmm. do strength training? I mean, studies are out there now. They're talking about, um, it's not just aging that turns you into a decrepit old lady. It's the actual loss of muscle tissue and things like your hip flexors and sitting all day and not stretching your hip flexors, not strengthening your glutes and your quads. That's what makes it to where you can't get out of a chair or you can't get in and out of a car. And so it's not just about the strength training to see how big we can get our muscles. It's the fact that if you would like to move independently as an older person, strength training is your number one thing you need to do. And like you, you know, I had a son that was severely disabled and I was his caregiver. And it was very important for me to take care of my health because I needed to lift him every single day. I dressed him, I bathed him, I put him back in his wheelchair, I took him out of his wheelchair. And um, I, we had what they call a Hoyer lift, um, but I never used it. It was too much trouble. It was much easier for me just to pick him up. And he was my number one reason for having to stay healthy. Um, but then like you, I had grandchildren and I wanna be able to play with those grandchildren and run and go places. And now, you know, now that I'm, you know, almost 70, those grandchildren are 18 and 20 and 16 and 15. And I want to travel with them. I want to go places with them. And I need to be able to, you know, in order for you to get on a plane, fly to a foreign country or any beautiful, you know, um, place in the United States, you have to be 
ambulatory. You have to be able to walk. And so there's so many things that are encompassed into strength training. And I love that you that you pointed that out. And I also love the fact that you and I grew up in the same era. So I started running, you know, jogging was a big thing in the eighties. That was just the, yeah. you know, and then Jane Fonda and her aerobics. And, and then we all started doing step classes and, you know, we're all doing all that kind of stuff. So we kind of all grew up in the same thing, but I'm so grateful for that because when you start, at least in your thirties, it kind of sets a path for you. And I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think running was a part of your back injury? Um, I think, uh, I think that was always, you know, going to happen probably. I, I don't yeah. think it caused it, but yeah. also in, in my business, part of what I did, my, I have a commercial building permit expediting service. So we take drawings to the city hall and go through all the departments to get these plans approved so people can start construction. And I mm -hmm. feel like, and I've been in, in that business for over, you know, 40 years, way before my son was born. So I feel like lifting these plants and some of them were like you know big giant plants heavy plants and i lifted those plants for years on my shoulder you know all kind of crazy stuff yeah. and i'm sure that that probably helped it along to get worse right um and <laughs> luckily now it's all electronic and now my son has actually taken over my business so i'm just thrilled because he's doing it and i and there's no heavy lifting anymore but that's probably probably helped it get worse. Um, yeah. but, um, the running, you know, that's not good. I mean, you know, some people love to run, that's yeah. cool, but yeah. that's not going to get you to your, your level of fitness you need. There's that skinny fat thing, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. you can run yourself to death. You can cardio yourself to death and you're still not going to get as fit as you will whenever you're doing resistance training. Right. So right. I think that's so important. And I also love the, you know, the same thing with the hormone replacement, there's so much more than just, um, you know, a sex drive or something like that. The, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. estrogen, the testosterone, the progesterone, all of these things are your hair, your bones, your skin, your heart. It's all related. It's a full body experience. And um, so not, I remember when I first started getting my blood work done and my hormones tested, and I remember the first time my naturopath was goes, well, basically you don't have any hormones left. All right. Let's just, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that explains a lot. I'm not sleeping and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So it's so important that you go to a good doctor that keeps up with your blood work and, and, um, and just keeps your health in, I mean, your heart is connected to your hormones. So it's more than just, you know, um, an aesthetic it's, it's actual longevity. And, and I also want to point out that let's not be, let's not be naive. We also do strength training because of what it does to our bodies. And we like the way that looks. And mm -hmm. if you're going to, like you were saying, if you're going to change the way your body is you have to do it through strength training. And what I love about you, you and I, you're a little bit shorter than I am, but you know, neither one of us are five foot 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're, we're, we're not going to be, you know, we're not Kendall Jenner. Okay. That's not going to happen. And you're not going to be able to get that through strength training. So, but we can work with what we have, you know? Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that and then also talk about, because everybody always wants to know, what do you eat? Because they all think that we're, you know, that we're living on protein shakes or something, but mm -hmm. talk about how, what you eat. Okay. And, um, well, I'll tell you, um, the hormone replacement therapy, that's important. And I, I'm glad you're talking about it because uh, so many women are afraid of it. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's a hot topic that can be discussed at length, you know, right. on its own show, um, because it, it's so important, whether you do the, the doctor's version or the homeopathic or whatever, there's all kinds of ways to do it too. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so what, what do I eat? Uh, well, I'll tell you, I've always been interested in healthy food. Hey, I, I, my weight has fluctuated over the years. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm probably about 20 pounds lighter now at almost 72 than I was at 60. So mm -hmm. I have definitely lost weight, although that wasn't my main thing I wanted to do when I started lifting weights. Um, but, uh, but again, eating good, healthy food has, I've always been interested in it, but I haven't always been perfect. I'm a human being and, <laughs> uh, and we're all going to screw up and we're going to fall off and we're going to, you know, pick it up and go again. But, um, the, the main thing is, 
I'll tell you a few of my, you know, rituals. Now, before I even thought about competing was something that happened later in my in my life. It was never something I planned on. But for years, actually since 2015, I have been using a Fitbit, you know, so it's a fitness yeah. tracker uh, and the Fitbits, they're not the fancy Apple Watch, but they do the trick. And I've been logging my food uh, since then. That's where I keep track of my exercise and all that in my little Fitbit app. And so I, I think that's an important thing for people to consider. Nothing elaborate, doesn't have to be fancy, but logging our food, knowing what we're putting into our mouths every day, that's really the beginning of, of changing yourself right. uh, because, you know, and you're just more conscious of it. So that's one of the things that, that I think is important. Um, as far as what I eat, I, um, I eat a lot of protein, but the, the rule of thumb is you need at least one gram of protein for every pound of body weight every day. Now, that doesn't matter whether you're building a body or you're, you're, walk, you're just a normal whatever. That's the standard. I mean, and you may have a different version of it, but that's what I, that's the one I, uh, you know, stick with is sticking to that protein. And uh, people think it's hard to get, but it's really a matter of starting your day with some protein. I used to never eat breakfast for years. I did not eat breakfast, but I do now. And it's not big, um, but I have uh, egg whites and maybe one egg and I'll have uh, some oatmeal. I might mix it into this little pancake that I make to get my, my carbs because I'm going to go, I usually go work out around 10. So usually in the morning, I'm going to have that, the egg whites, uh, the eggs, the, um, the collagen peptides. I put those in my egg whites too. Um, that's just my preference, but you know, collagen peptides. I mean, I got good hair and nails. Look at these nails. These are my own nails. I can't even believe this. And I feel Stop. like that is, that's because of this, the collagen peptides and uh, the HRT. I feel like that helps too. So there's a lot of things, but anyway, so I digress. Uh, so that's kind of my normal breakfast in the morning is my, is that. Uh, and then I, um, before I go to the gym, if there's a big gap of time, I'm going to have some protein and some carbs. I'm a pescatarian. I don't eat any meat. Uh, I eat all sorts of seafood. I do eat eggs and I might eat a little cheese. Now, mm. this is not some uh, some kind of uh, religious or anything. Like, it's just my preference. Mm. And I've sort of evolved into this over, over the past several years. I used to, uh, I never really ate that much red meat anyway, but... Mm. Um, but anyway, so um, so I'll have a few ounces of, of fish and I'll have uh, I'll have some carbs. And then, you know, I don't have anything elaborate, but but it's just a consistent thing that I do is eating that um, the protein. And mm -hmm. I like to get it from a natural source. Mm -hmm. uh, the protein bars, I'm not a big fan of those. They're OK. Uh, protein shakes the same way. Uh, I kind of like to get it all from the natural sources as much as I can. Right. Um, uh, okay, so where are we? I don't even know. Uh, well, I think that's really important to because there is so much of a market out there for the protein shakes and the protein bars. And really, if you look at the ingredients in these pro, a lot of these protein bars, you're going to have a hard time finding something that doesn't have artificial flavoring, artificial coloring, and um, you know, and basically you could be eating a Snickers bar and you'd get the same ingredients, you know, but, mm -hmm. but it is frustrating trying to get that protein in, especially if I'm, I'm a little bit like you, I've never been a big red meat. I wish I loved red meat. Um, but it's not that I don't like it. It's just that it's not that big of a thing. I've, I've always, I mean, I love the old days, right? Where we just thought we were going to make a, a shake and we're dumping in bananas and blueberries and strawberries and and, you know, got a 500, you know, calorie uh, shake in there. And then they said, you know, you eat protein. I'm like, oh, really? I don't want to eat protein, you know? <laughs> um, so it's so frustrating. But I do. And, you know, after a while, you know, you're chomping on that chicken. You're kind of like, oh, how much chicken can I eat, you know? But when you find out how important it is. And I, you know, I don't know when you became a pescatarian, but I was a vegan for about five years and I loved it because I love carbs. Right. Mm -hmm. And so tell me that I can eat all the brown rice and all that kind of stuff and salads and stuff. And I'm like, I'm on board with that. But um, it didn't do anything for me. I didn't feel better. I didn't lose weight. Um, and I started noticing that a lot of the people in the vegan world were very much vegan because of the animal rights movement. And I'm 100% behind that. I'm against, you know, factory farming and the abuse of animals and all of that. But I also had a hard time 
with, um, and all you vegans out there, don't hate me, but I remember going to a, a seminar. I went to a weekend seminar on being vegan. And one of the things they said is that if you are vegan, you must take a B12 supplement or you will literally lose your mind. And it is very important that you keep on top of your B12. And I remember kind of raising my hand and going, well, you know, um, B12 is stored in the body. Couldn't we just maybe have red meat once a week? And then that would take care of it. They're like, <gasps> you know, and I was like, because I'm like you, it's like, I want to get my nutrition from real food. And, you know, and so there's a lot, in fact, I'm, I'm having a little bit of hard time with my trainer because, you know, he's like, don't do dairy. And I'm like, but here's the thing, you know, dairy is a real product and oat milk and almond milk are not real. You can't get milk out of them. So I'm trying to stick with my dairy, but also stay on my low fat diet. And I'm kind of like, oh, this is so hard. But, um, you know, sticking with real food is really the answer in every area of your life, really. But getting that protein is and sometimes I have to just go to a protein shake because I'm 30 grams. I got 30 more grams I've got to get in today. And I'm like, gunk, 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 done. Okay. I'm, I know I don't want to do this anymore, but yeah. So talk about like how many years were you working out with Dustin before he was like, Hey girlfriend, you're looking good. I think you need to do a competition. You're like, what? <laughs> well, okay. Um, so, so basically I'll, I'll back up a little too. So, you know, I'm 60, I'm working out with him. Uh, you know, I didn't have a, a, I didn't say I want to lose this much weight. I didn't tell him that. It was just, I want to feel good. I want to be fit. I want to be able to be strong for my grandkids and do this stuff, just like I was saying. Um, it wasn't all about the aesthetics, although, yes, I want to look good. You know, yeah. I, I take care of myself, of course. We're women. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're women. And I'm a girly girl. You know, I like all that stuff. So, um, so the years went by and, you know, I'm just lifting. I'm 61, 62, 63. You know, time's going by. We're doing, you know, probably about three times a week, I'm lifting weights with him and I'm not necessarily going a bunch of other times to do stuff. But when I, when I got to be about 65, I remember um, going on a trip, uh, going to Germany with my girlfriend and we had a great trip, European vacation. And I came back and I looked at these pictures of me that on this trip and I saw a woman who looked good but I was a, I looked like a plump senior citizen in my eyes. It's like, what? I mean, I've been working out for five years and I said, oh no, there's a better Renee in there. That's what I said. Because at one time, you know, I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm just going to have to accept this is the way we look when we're in our sixties, you know, you're never going to be super trim. I just thought, that's what you have to accept. I made the mistake of thinking that that was yeah. a, that was, it was wrong. That is not the case. Right. Uh, but so, but when I came back from that trip and I saw my pictures, I said, Oh no, there's a better me in there and, and I'm going to find it. And I told that to Dustin. I said, okay, Dustin, I want to get busy and I, I want to lose a little bit of weight and I'm serious, you know, let's do something. So I set a goal to lose one pound, Renee, not, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose one pound. I set that goal on my Fitbit and then uh, he helped me with some extra exercises and, you know, just got more serious about my fitness and dialing in the nutrition, right? That is so important. Right. That's whenever I started seriously paying attention to my food, eating more protein, because he'd been telling me for years, you got to eat, you got to eat. And we all think, you know, less calories is more. Yeah, anyway, that's wrong. That's how we grew that's up. The, yep. Exactly. We can't help it. It's just, it's in our brains, even though right. it's wrong. Right. So, um, so, he, so basically... In four and a half months, I lost 10 pounds doing this set one pound goal. I set a goal to lose one pound. I lost that one pound. I set a goal to lose one pound. I lost it. So one pound at a time. That's what I tell people. You don't need to lose, you know, 50 pounds. You need to lose one, right. lose that one pound. And so that was one thing I did. And that, that was a great thing. And I recommend that. So anyway, so I got those 10 pounds off and people at the gym, which I don't go to a fancy gym. It's just a very small gym. But people were noticing the people who've been seeing me forever. What's Renee doing? And I just got busy. I just got determined. And I just decided that just because I'm aging doesn't mean I have to settle, you know? So, right. uh, so I found that better Renee in there. And, uh, as that time happened, uh, in the meantime, 
you know, Dustin had been encouraging me every year to compete. I didn't even know what it was. Really? What do you mean compete? Yeah. And it's like, um, I, oh, no. And then I looked it up. That's what I, I'm going to tell you. So he said, because I said, what else can I do here, Dustin? I'm already, you know, getting fit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he said, well, Renee, I can see you on stage. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he said, body bodybuilding. And I said, what? And I said, so I looked it up and I'm going, oh, oh, oh no, oh, oh no. I cannot put on a sparkly <laughs> bikini, skimpy, and get on a stage in front of a bunch of strangers. I'm 60-something. Come on. I said, oh, no, I can't. So every year he would talk about it, and I would say, no, no, no. I did this in my early 60s, all the, you know, past the point where I lost that weight. Anyway, so I was scared to death. I was limiting myself. See, we mm. limit ourselves, and we can't do that. That That is not going to work. So uh, finally, so then COVID hit. Okay, well, by then I was really into my program and I was freaking out. Oh my God, no, COVID, I, I can't be handling that. No, yeah. closing the gym. Oh no, what are you talking about? So I was really freaking out and I told Dustin, okay, we got to figure out something here. So basically during COVID, and then I was like 67 or 68, whatever it was, uh, he came to my house. I have a big patio in my backyard and he trained me and a few other people from the gym outside for a few months. So we didn't miss out on our weight training right. and that I was, well, we were taking control. See, that's part of it. We can, it's how we react to our environment. We have the power to control how we react. We don't mm -hmm. have to be helpless. And so I took charge and at that, and I doubled down, I said, COVID's not going to make me gain weight. That ain't happening. And, and so it was great. And I'm so thrilled we did it because as that happened, that's what kind of got me into thinking, okay, maybe I can compete. Uh, maybe I will. And finally, uh, I told Dustin, okay, I'm going to compete before I turn 70. I told him, okay, I'm going to do it. I, I've decided. So, so COVID was really a trigger to help me move to the next level of fitness. And, you know, it, I didn't look at that as, a, you know, it was like that surgery. It was something else that seemed to be a negative that, that I turned into a positive. Right. And uh, so anyway, so I, I said, okay, let's do it. And um, so when I was 69, I remember it was like May 25th. And I said, okay, let's find a, let's find a show for me to compete in. We're going to hire a nutrition coach and I hired a posing coach. And uh, I, I'm a big traveler. I like to cruise and do all these different things. So I said, let's, let's find a show that's going to fit into my schedule oh. of my travel. Uh, I didn't do it the way you're supposed to, which, you know, okay, let's find a show, whatever. And then we're going to work towards that. Yeah. So, so basically uh, in August of, of uh, 2021, I competed in my very first competition. It was the Lee Labrata classic. Uh, I was 69. I was competing with the oldest class was 50 plus. So I was in there with 50 plus women. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there weren't any women as old as me in there and yeah. I'd never been to, I, I had never competed before. So it's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I was excited. I was excited. Um, and, um, I was just on cloud nine. I didn't know what to expect. I was scared as hell, but I knew I was going to do it. But I, here's one thing I remember envisioning winning a trophy, getting mm -hmm. a trophy. I had this in my mind. Now, what are the odds of a woman who's like 20 years older than most of her competitors? That was like unlikely, but I had that creative visualization. You know, that's a powerful thing. I imagine that all the time. Uh, so got to the show. I competed in three different categories. I don't know, masters um, and a couple of other categories. But anyway, so it was almost the end of the competition. Uh, everybody, you know, been on stage a few times Um and uh, I was already put my little robe on, you know, how you have a little robe yeah, you wear. Yeah, and I was already yeah. gathering up my stuff. And then the expediter said, hey, no, come on. You need to get on stage here. You know, come on, get up here. And uh, and I'm going, what? And so because uh, I thought it was really over. Yeah. And so I got up on stage with all these other women. And this was in the um, the open uh, five. Well, I'm five foot tall. So it was the open class A. And I got a sixth place trophy right oh. here in my very first show ever for a bikini open at the Lee Labrata Classic. Oh. I'm not kidding you. I was shocked because it was there. I'm going, what? What is going on here? I'm not kidding you. It was like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was sixth place, but hey, I got a freaking trophy. Exactly. And, uh, it was just amazing. And I'll tell you, 
that's really when uh, after that show, it's like I just really fell in love with this whole bodybuilding community. Right. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It was just the next thing to to my fitness, but uh, I didn't know how I was going to feel about it. But the people are wonderful and supportive, as you know. You know, yeah. you're, you're doing it, and uh, and it was just the beginning of the best rest of my life. And yeah, and I've competed in nine shows so far, and I did. Uh, obtain, I, I earned my GBO pro card. Now that's not NPC. I've competed in several NPC shows, but GBO global bodybuilding organization, they're Texas based, but they're in 20 different countries. Oh. And I got my pro card this summer and, uh, and I'm just having the best time of my life. So I cannot yeah. tell you how thrilled I am that, uh, that this has happened. And, uh, thank you for letting me spread the word. Well, and you know, and I think there's a lot of things that people don't understand about the bodybuilding. There's different categories, like you said, and and I didn't even know this until I did this first one in July, that there's actually height categories. I mean, oh, yeah. five, five foot and under, five foot four and over, five foot nine and over, which is great because there is a difference in body type. If you're if you're only five feet tall, your body is built different than somebody that's five nine. And so I appreciate that so much. And the one thing they need to do, though, and I think because strength training has really taken off, they need to increase the age categories. Like when I did this competition in July, it was 45 and above. That was the highest you could go. And so and it was in Las Vegas. So it was packed. I mean, there were so many mm. people there and I've never done this before. And I'm, you know, 69 years old and I'm looking at all these babes that are, you know, 45, 43, 37 in their bikinis. And I'm like. <laughs> you know, because you, you know, you have to admit there is a consequence of getting older. Your skin looks different. You're going to be a little saggy in places. You know, those of us that have had children, we might have a few stretch marks. And so it's, you got to get that out of your mind when you're competing against a 35 year old, you know, and um, because their skin looks completely different, but that doesn't, they're not looking at that, are they? I mean, that you are, you know, you and your brain, but the 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 judges are looking at the same thing muscle definition and balance and proportion and all of that kind of stuff so i am so glad that they recognized you for the hard work that you did that's <laughs> you know so well, but I there needs thrilled. to be more 60 and above you know categories because there's a lot of us out there now and we can't be competing with 40 year olds you know so um, I wish they, they would include that. The other thing that, too, that you might want to talk about is um, there are different organizations and some of the organizations are drug free, which I love. I think that's great. But for women like us that are on hormone replacement therapy, it's not a matter of us doing juice. It's, we're not juicing. We're taking right. testosterone and progesterone and you know estrogen for our health. But that eliminates us from those competitions because they'll right. look at it and they'll say, we don't care why you're taking testosterone if, you know, and it's like, well, but yeah, I don't want to die, you know, or I want my bones mm -hmm. to stay healthy. I want my heart to stay healthy. So have you run into that frustration? Uh, yes. And, and you're right about both things. Uh, I agree a hundred percent. First, the part about the having older age categories, uh, I campaigned for a 65 plus for this NPC the one last one I did, I was messaging the people, the promoters and all that. Can't we get a 65 plus category? Because yeah. yeah. I had done it the year before and there were like 15 women in 60 plus. I mean, so there is room for more, but yeah. it's, it's, it's really something financially. They don't make enough money to add another category. This is what I've been told, oh. uh, but I definitely, I definitely uh, campaigned for it. And, um, and honestly, there's still this, you know, ageism thing. I mean, ah. the, the, you know, looking and a lot of this is run by men. I might not be popular for saying that, but men, you know, the men who run these organizations are often, they're not interested in these women, us ladies, you know, as we mature, they're right. like those young babes. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's just a reality, but I definitely campaign for it. I'm not giving up on it. Uh, but the, um, the other organizations like GBO, the one I did, um, they have tested and untested and you're hundred percent right. 
I, I, I am totally disqualified from so many natural shows just because of my testosterone, which is a right. like, it's just a smidgen. It's just, an, you know, we're replacing what's missing. Yeah, right. right. And so I, I feel like they're really missing a lot of people. You're a hundred percent right. Uh, women, like I'd love to be in a lot more shows, but because I'm not, they consider natural because right. I take that little tiny bit, then, then you're immediately disqualified. Right. So, um, so it's harder to find shows. And then with NPC, we're competing with people on the juice a lot yes. of times. Yes. So you can't, you know, so to me, I was, I've only been doing it a couple of years and the women I was competing with in their sixties, they've been competing for years and they had other resources, you know? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, yeah. but, um, uh, okay. What was the other part about well, that? I've already forgotten. You know, no, I'm glad that you pointed that out too, because when I, the first time, the first time I did this, I was like, why? Because the, you know, like I said, there's different categories. You've got bikini, you've got fitness, you've got wellness, you've got physique or whatever. Can't remember all of them, but bikini mm -hmm. was always at the end. And I'm like, why are mm -hmm. we having to sit around and wait so long? And they're like, Oh, everybody wants to stick around for bikini. And I'm like, Exactly. That is exactly it. You. It was yeah. It's like oh, uh -huh. these are this is run by men. It's like yeah, we all want to get done so we can get in the audience and check out bikini. And I'm like, oh, you know, and uh -huh. even the bathing suit. The suit is different for bikini than it is for like wellness or fitness. And I was like, all right, we're right up there with those volleyball girls that are like, why am I wearing a tube top, you know, and shorty shorts to play volleyball when the guys are in you know long shorts and <laughs> and a t-shirt, you know. It's the whole world. We're fighting against misogyny and, and patriarchy in all areas of our life, right? <laughs> that That's so right. You know, yeah. You're 100% right. And we just have to keep doing this. We have to keep getting visible, like you say. It's like, to me, um, we can't be quiet. We've got to speak up, you know, as we age. And there's just so many women out there that are, they feel like they're just getting smaller, you know, and yeah. they're getting less attention. And uh, there's plenty of life left and we, but we have to spread the word just like you're doing right now. Yeah. And, and I think that's a critical thing. Um, and, and okay. Now you also talked about what are they judging? And, and you're right. Bikini has different than wellness and other things like that. Um, and they, the saggy skin, you know, that comes with the territory, right? Yeah. So you're right when they whenever the judges are out there, but it depends on which show it is too, yeah. but they're really yeah. looking at sym symmetry and your presentation, you know, and your, all that other stuff too. Uh, so they're looking for the muscles, you know, your face isn't as important, uh, the whole thing. So all we can do is, you know, like they say, bring our best package. That's what they call it, right? The right. package to the stage. And, and honestly, I just think we, since we as 60 plus 70 plus, uh, there's not a real place for us. Uh, so mm -hmm. you have to just do the best you can feel the best about yourself. You're just going to get out there and do your thing. And, and, um, and we're really winners when we get on that stage, right? It doesn't Absolutely. matter you know, how any of that other stuff. And I think that's important for, for women to remember it, that, um, it's because we're caring enough about ourselves and our health to, uh, to take that next step and to be brave and do it scared. You know, you're going right. to do it anyway. You're going to do it scared. And, you know, to me, I was, I was just flabbergasted after I posted after my first show, you know, like I'd never put anything. I had a Facebook page. I didn't have an Instagram page, but I right. posted on Instagram after that first show. And, um, I was shocked because I had no idea I would inspire anybody. Um, I just knew I was just grateful. I got that first show done. I right. never told any, any of my friends that yeah. I was competing. That yeah. was, I kept it to myself. I traveled with them. We did all kinds of stuff. I didn't tell anybody I was prepping because I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want anyone saying, are you crazy, Renee? I didn't yeah. want any of that. I didn't want that negative input. But anyway, once I posted and it's like people that I, I inspired somebody and that was, that was like the icing on the cake. And it is today to me. I feel that's really my purpose. I mean, I'm not, I don't sell a bunch of products or anything like that. Right. I'm just here to represent and to, to let people know, you know, it's never too late. Right. You can start late in life and it's for your health and right. whatever your body looks like. That's a side effect of all that lifting and eating good and being consistent. That's a side effect. And it's sometimes it's a good side effect. So I'm right. grateful for that. Well, and, and I also want to talk a little bit about, you mentioned your, the business that you had, that was probably, would, would you, did you find yourself being a, um, 
kind of rare to have a woman in that position with constru construction and commercial property? Um, yeah, when I started it, um, the permitting expediting, there were only like one or two other people in that business, just a handful of people. And uh, it was definitely a man's world. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like all about the men, right? And I had, I was uh, judged a lot. I mean, it was hard. So women, you know, you got to do 10 times as good to get, you know, the uh, the recognition. And it was right. a tough business. It, it was very demanding. I was with, you know, a bunch of contractors, rough, gruff people. And I'm a tough woman. And of course, yeah. I, I got tougher. I never let them see me cry. If there was, if somebody, you know, pissed me off or, yeah. or, or it didn't turn out, I, I got in the car before I cried. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely was surrounded by, uh, you know, men in that industry. It was a, And as time went on after 30 or 40 years, you know, years went by, I had was respected so much more. And I am today too. And yeah. I'm not really active in the business. My son's doing it all, but um, yeah, it's, it was a man's world and, you know, yeah. you have to figure out how to, to maneuver in a man's world. Uh, right. I'd say women are getting stronger and uh, it's still kind of a man's world. Wouldn't you right. say, but, yeah. but we have some power and we just have to, to not back off, uh, but yeah. do it in the right way too. You got to present things in a positive light to actually be, you know, noticed and to to get any positive uh, reception. Exactly. And the other thing that I love about you is, like you were saying, you love to travel, you love to cruise, and you're you're in Houston, so you can just zip down to Galveston and get on a lot of different cruises and things like that. Um, but the I, the other thing you you also love um, baseball. So you're a Houston mm -hmm. um, Astros. Fan. There you go, Astros fan, and mm -hmm. you go to a lot. Of, you go to a lot of the games, and mm -hmm. I love how you know you you know you're going to a baseball game, but you're you're taking your food with you. Oh yeah, and mm -hmm. you know the and and I but I love like on your cruises, you're like this is what I'm going to eat. I've asked the chef to prepare it like this. I'm also going to have a glass of wine. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, and you probably, I don't know, might have an ice cream cone or something. So, oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I love how you do that. But the other thing is, you're a single woman. You were a single mom for a long time. Mm -hmm. You're not limiting yourself to your activities. Like, I know you're getting prepped for another cruise. Do, did you, you know, call up 45 women and say, will you go on this cruise with me? And if nobody will go with me, I'm not going. Uh, actually, uh, not exactly, but, uh, the, I am going on a cruise like next Saturday, I, I, I fly out to Miami and it's for a short oh. cruise. It's actually the angel competition bikini cruise. Oh. Um, but um, I have so many friends and that's going to be a blast. And, uh, but I love to cruise. So, and after that, I'm going to be coming back home five days later. I'm leaving on another cruise out of Fort Lauderdale with a bunch of my dance friends. It'll be like, oh. you know, 50 people I know. So, uh, I mean, I, I have cruised solo and I love that too, but yeah. I usually I, I'm involved in so many different groups. There Everybody's doing something. And, and I think that's part of it. You know, engagement, engaging with other like-minded people. Exactly. Uh, the fitness world is like my new family, but I still have tons of wonderful friends from dan the dance community. And we dance, we cruise, we travel together. And, um, and I'm always getting ready for, for something. That's right. for sure. And, right. and, um, and you're right. I'm thinking ahead about what I'm going to eat. And that's the big thing. And I guess five protein meals a day will get you what you need. And that's, that's the thing and spread it out over the day. Uh, right. People, you got to eat. And, you know, I start in the morning. Uh, I have before and after I work out, I get me some protein and carbs in the evening. I have another little small protein meal. And at night, if I didn't get enough, then I'll do, like you said, you know, have a protein shake. There's a lot of things you can do. There's ways to get your protein. That is so important. And on the, on my cruise, I've got some stuff packed here. Uh, my extra po protein, if I need it to mix with something, mm -hmm. uh, the collagen peptides. You know, you want to think ahead. I, and if you need to freeze some food and put it in your little tote bag to take on the airplane, I'll do that too. Yeah. And it's about caring about your health. Right. It really is. And right. it's doable. And I'm a busy woman. And I make sure that I do that because I want to be around a lot longer. I got a, an 18 and a 14 year old, two grandkids, and I want to be around to see their kids, you know, exactly. too. And I want to be able to move and go and have a lot of fun with them. In yeah. fact, Gian, Gianna, my granddaughter, when I go to her school, her, uh, 
I didn't know this for a long time, but her classmates call me hot grandma. They say, is hot grandma, is hot grandma coming to the game? You know, because I go to the, the games. So I'm hot grandma at, at my granddaughter's little Christian school. Uh, so it's so funny. So I mean Yeah, that's so that's so important. And it's funny because my grand my granddaughter, um, she's working at an assisted living retirement place right now. Oh. And so we were over talking on Christmas day and we were talking about her job. And she's like, those people are so mean, Nana. She says, and I'd say to tell them, I don't know why you're so mean. My grandma and grandpa aren't mean like that. And they're so busy. They wouldn't be sitting here grouching about their salad, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like, that's, that's so true. But, but I think the important thing that you said was you have a dance community, you have your fitness community, you love to cruise. And so, you know, you'll, you'll go on it with these communities, but you'll also go by yourself. Is there something you want to do? It's so important to be involved in all areas of your life. I don't care if you're into art, then you find an art community and you take classes yes. and you go on things with them. And there's so many things out there in the world for you to participate in. It doesn't have to just be one little tiny bubble thing. So that's, that's Absolutely. I think, the secret that you have. I think you're right. It's being, it's diversifying, you know, mm -hmm. not stuck in one thing. Cause then you're dependent on that one little group. Like I'm also a rodeo volunteer, you know, and, yeah. uh, and I volunteer at the hobby center whenever they have shows. So, so it is, you know, look at new stuff, you know, it's a little scary at first, but push yourself. And we need to do that more and more as we age. You're right. so right. Thank you for, for mentioning that because yeah. people get scared and they don't want to go out of their houses. Hey, I don't like to drive at night myself, you know, yeah. but, uh, but you're right. That community that it's proven that, you know, when you have a, a more extended uh, group of friends, you're going to live longer because you've right. got that extra, you know, back and forth. Absolutely. Right. right. Absolutely. Well, this has just been amazing. I'm so glad you took time out of your day to share all of this information with all of our followers. And, and I know that you've been an inspiration for a lot of people and, I, I, I have to tell you, my husband and I went down to the Houston rodeo for the first time last year, and it was an eye opener. We're like, oh, why have we missed this? We are going to this every year. It is outstanding. And I love that yes. you volunteer and you volunteer here and you, you just get yourself out there. And that's so important for women that, that, that you're doing some things that you love, that you're not waiting for someone else to tell you it's okay to do those things. And that's just what's making your life so worth living. And I appreciate you sharing that. Well, thank you so much, Renee. And maybe I'll see you at the rodeo this year. It's going to be yeah. coming soon. We need to chat about that. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I thank you. I just want to thank you for giving me an opportunity to, to, to be here with you because you're already out there spreading the word and, and the fitness is, is such an important part. I mean, I, I just, I just am grateful that that I found this this fitness world and and I'm here to share if any if there's anyone who has any questions about anything tell them to please message me I oh. try to answer everyone you know I'm uh, on Instagram so just tell them to reach out to me I'm not a trainer I'm not a coach but I am here for inspiration and there's a lot on my page so okay. I mean whatever if anybody has any questions about anything I will do everything I can I'll send them wherever if there's trainer situations I mean. I'm happy to help. I'm just okay. going to tell you. I'm and help you, you too. You just yeah, let me thank know. you for reminding me. So your Instagram is at Renee Fit Over Seventy, right? Or well, fit it's, at uh, 70? it's at R E N E E F I T A T seven zero. Renee okay. Fit at seventy. Okay. Now I'm not. I'm over. I'm almost seventy two, but I'll change that eventually. Maybe when I'm fit at 80 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I, I'm active like you. I try to post a lot. Mostly it's just inspiration. I'll put some of my training on there and some of my food. I mean, I, I'm not rigorous about it because uh, I'm not doing it for a living. I'm just doing it to inspire, but I, I'm happy to help anyone. Just never give up on yourself. That's the main thing and keep a positive attitude. And yeah, uh, absolutely. And it makes a big difference. And uh, some of the questions that are in the thing are, um, you know, they're thinking like, how much did you weigh when you started out? Or I bet she looked pretty good beforehand. And you, you post that all on your Instagram. There are yeah, pictures of you when you first started in, in, in your you know, early sixties. And, mm -hmm. um, 
And yes, I mean, you're not someone that says, Hey, I lost 130 pounds. That was never no, I'm not an that. issue for you. And, but it, mm -hmm. but your body has changed with just a 20 pound difference. And I think yes. one, of the other, one of the other questions was, um, you know, I love that you said that it took four months to lose 10 pounds. And that's mm -hmm. so important because, you know, this whole lose 10 pounds in three weeks, or you can lose 25 pounds this month. And, and it's just, that's just not the way our bodies work. And, you know, I've experienced, you know, going on some kind of a crazy diet and going down to 600 calories a day. And there's side effects, bad side mm -hmm. effects to doing that. So I think that's really important. But, you know, and the other thing, too, that I'm not ashamed and I know you're not ashamed of is do I like Botox? Yes, I do. I love mm -hmm. Botox and I'm not I afraid do. to tell people that I love Botox. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. You're right. We've got Botox and we're all, we're okay with it. And fill, fillers, you know, I do, I do it and I, I don't have any problem doing it. I think it makes me feel better. People do should do whatever makes them feel good. Absolutely. 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 I did tell my husband though, I said, you know, um, if you get a strange inheritance, I might be going to that really great plastic surgeon I saw on in Bell in California. He's got some great posts on on TikTok. He's kind of inspired me here. You know, you kind of walk around doing this. You know, it's like oh, oh yeah, right, right. You what know? can we do about that neck? Exactly. Yeah. There's always something. Yeah. So fill, fillers for now, but yeah. And there's so many great. I, I watch a lot of that on YouTube too. There's all kind of those doctors out there. Uh, but anyway, you, you just yeah. do what you want to do. I think people need to do what makes them feel good. It's more about your health and fitness yeah. than it is about your appearance, but your appearance is going to improve for, it takes years. That's what I tell yeah. you. Be patient with yourself. You're so right, Renee, this yeah. lose 10 pounds in a month. Just that's crap. And just yeah. forget about that. It's your long-term yeah. thing. Yeah. that's going to make a big difference. Yeah. And one of the things too, that I find really interesting is, um, Renee is, um, she is a practicing Catholic. Um, she's not uh, LDS. She never has been. But if you're working with a trainer and you're in the fitness world, the first thing they're going to tell you is to cut out alcohol. And, you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, like you say, you don't have a glass of wine when you're on your cruise mm -hmm, or something right. like that. But when you're talking about skin and health and the amount of sugar and carbs that you're intaking, alcohol is one of the first things that they're going to kick right out the door. So there's a lot of reasons to not consume alcohol and it doesn't have to be religious. It's also about your health. And the other thing you mentioned was collagen. And I just saw, do you follow, um, I, I'm going to mess up his last name, Thomas De, Delane or Delauer. Um, anyway, he was just talking about the benefits of collagen with, in conjunction with exercise and your protein intake, that collagen actually will help you build muscle as well. But it has to wow. be kind of combined with the exercise. And I thought, wow, uh -huh. that's amazing too. Okay, yeah, Renee, somebody wants to know, do you drink coffee? I have one cup of coffee in the morning and that's it. And I make my own coffee. It's like with the cafe Bustello and it's instant. And that's what I have one cup a day. I mean, I'm not anti-coffee. I think it's great. I just don't, I have enough energy. And if I drank coffee later on, it would be too much. Yeah. yeah. I know if I've had any caffeine after about three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm kind of laying in bed going, me too, girl. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to let you go. You've got packing to do. You've got a lot of prep to get ready for your, your cruise. I can't wait to see pictures from an okay, angel competition be, cruise. That's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. So. And, and thank you. And I love you. And we're going to get together again soon. And maybe I'll see yep. you at rodeo and just thanks for this opportunity. You're adorable. And thank you so much. You're so welcome. All right. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Oh my gosh. Is she not amazing? I mean, she is, a, when she talks about not needing a lot of coffee, she's a little energetic bunny. That's for sure. Uh, but she is such an inspiration for people. And um, I love that she is doing this on her own motivation. She, she is the one that is getting herself up and going and she'll post pictures of, of um, you know, it's like, what is your motivation? Well, my motivation is I want to stay healthy or, um, and you know, there is no such thing as, Oh, once I've reached this certain point, I no longer have to be motivated. It's like, no, every day, every day you wake up and you go, 
would I like to just lay here and watch Netflix all day? Yeah, I think I kind of would. Um, but I'm not going to because I know what I have to do to stay relevant and to stay healthy and to, to be engaged in the world, right? So anyway, thank you so much for, for Renee for sharing her. And don't forget to go to Instagram, Renee, R-E-N-E-E, fit, F-I-T, at 70. And you will find all of her inspiring posts. So thanks for joining me today. Don't forget to subscribe. I hate to say this, it's gotten so cliche, but you have to like and subscribe to connect this weirdo algorithm that's out there. And because I have a lot of great people planned to interview this year, and we're going to be talking about a lot of different things that enable you to become visible. And I'm talking about you becoming visible. And I want you to be identified by who you are. I mean, we've all raised our children. We've probably helped raise our grandchildren and we've all experienced going into a school and being TJ's mom, or we go to church and we're referred to as so-and-so's wife, or, oh, you're the bishop's wife, or, oh, you're the stake president's wife, or you go over to a, uh, go back home to visit some, visit your mom and dad and you're, oh, you're so-and-so's daughter. And so you've got to start this year, 2024, to be recognized for who you are. Oh, you're Renee. I know you. Or, you know, I, I understand that you have started a dance, uh, getting involved with dancing. Um, your mother told me that you were really enjoying your dance group. It's about who you are, what your interests and talents are. And this is the year for you to explore that and to become visible for you. So that's my message for today. Have a great week and we will see you again next Sunday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time on She Became Visible. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today on She Became Visible. Join me each week as my guests and I explore the path of womanhood and tell all our stories. We'll talk about finding the courage to be ourselves and motivate each other to be everything that we're capable of and meant to be, no matter what happens around us. Please like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to donate at shebecamevisible.org.